Hey everybody, it's John Gregory. I'm trying a new uh I'm gonna try a new way of doing my podcast. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting getting time to do this because I'm so busy with work and uh, and stuff at home and the things I have to do. Just uh, working on the dark room construction, moving along on it. And I just decided to give this a try. I've been getting a lot of emails lately about um, things like. Hey, I want to set up a dark room. What all do I need? How do I get started? I don't have a big budget. I don't have a lot of space. And there's been a lot of discussion about small bathroom dark rooms. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes going over the basics of what you need. I mean, essentially, you're going to need a small and larger. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there on Craigslist and eBay. And I would encourage Craigslist to keep looking. You're going to find a. Oh, Bessler Cadet or, or the uh, 23C or the small Omegas, kind of like the one that I gave to uh, Mike Gutterman. Uh, just a decent lens. You know, you can, most of those, with the exception of the Printmaker 35, will do up to 6x7. You just have to get the, uh, get the negative carrier for it. Uh, you know, if you've got a bathroom that you can block out the light of the window, or better yet, a bathroom that has no window, and you essentially uh, pull a uh, Andre Dominguez and you use gaffer tape on the door, uh, you can shut out the light and put a towel over it. And remember, I mean, it's important to get the light, the room light-proof, but more than anything, you don't want any direct light either reflecting off the ceiling, the walls, the mirror in the bathroom, or, or anything directly shining on the enlarger area. I mean, you do want it as light through as possible, but if you have a light leaker here and there, it's not a huge deal. You can always test it, test your room uh, with, with paper and develop it. Um, as far as trays go, I mean, you can go to B&H and get trays. 8 by 10 trays are only, uh, I think, like $20 for a set of three. Or you can go to Walmart or Target or... Meyer or whatever store, any of your department stores, and get one of those little uh, three-drawer or four-drawer storage units that are, you know, well, basically the drawers are about two or three inches deep, and they they slide out of a plastic cabinet, and they, they'll hold essentially an eight-by-ten sheet of paper. Uh, I've seen that done. You can It takes up very little space because you can you can pull them out and stagger them, put your developer in the top, your stop bath in the middle, and your fix in the bottom. So you don't really have to spend much money there. And get another tray to throw in the bathtub uh, to wash in. Or if you're in a space that uh, you don't have running water, just a tray of water to set the print in after you're done with fixing, just to just to hold it for you know half hour or whatever. And once you get two or three prints, you um, take those prints, put them, in, put them in another tray that doesn't have any water in it, and then carry them into the other room where you can wash them in your bathroom, in your kitchen, or if you have a utility sink somewhere in your home. Uh, that worked for me in my last dark room, which was simply a corner of my basement with black plastic sheeting. And I, it was pretty good-sized space, about six feet by nine feet, 
And I did that because I had such a large and larger, and I had another table with uh, up to, uh, I think I did 11 by 14 trays. I do have some 16 by 20s. Uh, and, you know, all that equipment uh, that I've, that I've got, I, I did not, um, I didn't buy that stuff new. Most of it I picked up uh, on Craigslist or swapping things out with friends. Mike Gutterman gave me some nice trays that he uh, he accumulated somehow, and uh, those those work great. So you just keep looking. You know, we got a great film community uh, going here. Put a word out on the Facebook page. You know, hey, I need some trays. Or where can I find some of this? You might, you know, you might find somebody's got some extra trays that's willing to send them to you for for just the cost of shipping. At least there's a lot of this stuff laying around that people haven't thrown out. So. My point is that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get started. And the rewards of doing this are, are just amazing. So now Mike Gutterman sent me a, uh, sent me a, a message. Uh, what do they call those? The voice messages for Anchor. So I'm going to play that for you right now. Hello, John Gregory. This is Mike Gutterman from the Negative Positives Podcast, and I have yet another darkroom question for you because, of course, I am trying to assemble my darkroom sometime this winter, I guess. And uh, so my next question is about easels, and I don't have an easel, and I'm not sure if I need one. Uh, with all the art shows that I participate in, I always sell 8 by 10 prints uh, matted in an 11 by 14 frame. And all my prints are therefore eight by ten borderless prints. And so, if I was to buy like uh, darkroom paper at eight by ten, I would need them to be borderless. So, to, in order to fit the the mats that I usually do. So, do I need an easel, or do I not need an easel? Uh, these are the questions that I have to ask. Thanks, and uh, great job on the podcast. <laughs> Okay, Mike Gutterman, here's your answer. Actually, I think I actually sent you an email or sent you a message about it. But, hey, you're wanting to know about a good easel. And, you know, there are a ton of two-bladed easels out on eBay, and you can pick those suckers up for $10, $15, plus, you know, a few dollars shipping. They work. I've got one. Uh, you know, my old darkroom, I used to have a really nice four-bladed easel. And it was great, but the thing was expensive. I thought I had to have it, and, you know, it's just not necessary. You can pick up an 11 by 14 two-bladed easel for $15 to $20. You might have to pay 8 or $10 shipping. And as long as you look and visually inspect the pictures, make sure that the blades are, are straight because, you know, if those blades get crooked, then you're never going to get a straight print. Now, the nice thing, and here's why I would say get an 11 by 14. Even if you're printing 8 by 10s, an 11 by 14 will let you put the paper on there, either landscape or portrait, without moving the easel, without turning the easel. Now, you might say that's not such a big deal, but I personally like to have my easel on the baseboard where when I open it up, it's like opening the lid of a of a box or something, so it's opening away from me. Uh, it's just the way I do things, but it's not a big deal. And 
at least that way, if you do want to do an 11 by 14, you can still do that. And it will, it'll handle all the way down to four by six, four by five, whatever. Really nice thing about having an easel is oftentimes, even though I might be printing from a rectangular negative, be it a uh, 645 medium format or a six by seven or a 35 millimeter, I like to do square prints. I think they look really cool when they're matted and framed. And Mike, I believe you said that you do that uh, for your show. So with the with the two-bladed easel, you can do square prints. You just adjust it into a square. They're marked clearly. They're easy to do. And they're reasonably priced. And there's a ton of them out there. So, all right. Well, I hope that answers your question, Mike. Hey, you guys... Send me messages on, on Anchor. I'm uh, really anxious to answer these questions. I, that way I can do these little short um, short audio pieces. I can do them while I'm driving to and from work. I know you can probably hear the background noise. But, uh, you know, this I love doing this stuff. It's just it's hard to, uh, hard to get the time to do it. So I'm going to try this out. Um, anyway... Hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, keep on fixing.